was doing some conscious thinking about about my health and and how to see things I was watching some videos about psychology more so the perhaps the mechanics of the mind in in regards to depression and anxiety So came the question about how to see things. On a very broad and simplistic scale, I can sense that the mind is in difficulty. Another way I can say it is perhaps the mind is unwell or the mind is dysfunctional and so with watching these videos there was a conscious action in regards to anything useful I could use to help to help with mind and then came the thought of how do I see this what place does the mechanics of mind or understanding of mechanics of mind how does that fit in with the present moment with awareness so I'm in a sense sharing these thoughts as I as I process them as this is recorded this is where I'm at right now there was a sense when watching these these videos that that in a sense the mind was almost uh, almost too unwell to absorb and 
act upon what was being shared. I'm very limited to what can be done with helping the mind. And I'm not sure there is an answer within me about how do I see this or where does this fit in with with that I wonder if it's easier to compare it to the body to the mechanics of the body the science biology of the body mentioned in a previous episode about filtering thoughts and action through awareness. And I think on some level while watching some insights to the mechanics of the mind, watching some videos of those who have focused their their own energy and attention, their own mind energy also to understanding the mind. Perhaps there was an intuition that this may not be helpful to me in this moment. Maybe never or maybe down the line at some point this or that could be used, utilised, absorbed, carried out. So again it's coming to the simplicity of now. it's exactly that of filtering thoughts and actions through awareness so even the consumption of videos for 
understanding the mind or strengthening the mind, healing the mind. It's giving that to awareness. It means that whatever knowledge or insights, they are absorbed by the whole and the wholeness, the, the intelligence that knows, or the deeper intelligence can know whether this is this can be used what is is useful for the present moment the the state of the body or state of the mind instead of singling out some knowledge and acting on it from a limited perspective which is mind so if, if one thing is absorbed with mind energy with identity then there's a sense that it is easy for potential suffering, for unintelligent action that can take place that may be, for example, not fully informed of the situation. just a sharing out loud of some of the processes I'm, I'm facing my path or journey also a sense that certain things are out of balance perhaps watching too much content on the screen and the effects that may have on the mind the, the energy it can take to absorb content 
especially content that may not that is made from mind whether it's TV shows or movies and the absorption of that energy And so by checking in with the whole, perhaps there's a sense of being of being aware of okay what can be what needs attention, what part of health instead of searching for something that may not be. How can this be said? So in a sense, there is a checking in with the, the wholeness, the deeper intelligence that knows, <laughs> in a sense, what needs to be done. I'm wondering if that's if that's correct that the deeper intelligence knows what action is best or what action is needed for you in this moment to trust that so yes external knowledge content can be listened to, heard but it informs the wholeness where you're not separating yourself into the, the, the little me and the little me is trying to, or the little me is, thinks that it is the wholeness. And you can almost sense the, the visual ludicrousy of that like almost like a piece of a jigsaw puzzle that's that says it knows all all of the puzzle <laughs> even though it's disconnected a, a perception of disconnection a separate so like one piece of a jigsaw puzzle you can't know the whole puzzle the whole landscape not sure if that's the best analogy but that's some something to what I'm pointing to and this identification of me uh, my name my thoughts feelings the mental construction of me trying to take action without understanding the landscape the wholeness of what is needed and affected but now instead 
whatever content, advice, information is now filtered through, it's absorbed into the wholeness and and that action may be carried out depending on the state of what is needed in this moment. the aliveness of life versus fragmented thoughts and acting on those. And it can be tricky almost when absorbing content and then the mind may take over okay I need to do all of these things and it it may be true but but it you but it may be completely have the opposite effect but the one way to ensure action true action is taken that is in in, in a sense right action is almost as almost as a checker to sense oh yes this is this is what I need to do it's almost you're checking with the true compass sense within myself of perhaps putting some attention in in how my in what is absorbed or how my time is spent this can seem like a very broad a broad notion but I guess that can be held as an intention and then brought into the present moment. That informs what is needed. The currents of the mind for different food you may want to have or content you want to consume but checking in with the present moment the mind and body if they if they could talk may say oh no. especially the body <laughs> the body will may say no it is not needed 
you may want the thought of an action the the mind may want more it always wants more but when checking in with the body oh, eating a meal oh, I'm, the body is full the body has the food it needs but the mind may say oh but this tastes so good <laughs> carry on eating and again a fragmentation has happened there's been a disconnection or covering up from the wholeness of what is the reality, the true reality, the true compass of what is needed in the present moment, and then you're you're off into fantasy land, into the currents of mind and thought. in that world of fragmentation there is chaos my mental health continues to become a challenge I thought it's worth saying that if there are gaps in the recordings then it is likely because of that there is the intention of recording on some so with some sort of regularity whether it's once a week or around around that time but who knows <laughs> so end this episode with reading from a new earth as we near to to the end of of the book modalities of awakened doing. There are three ways in which consciousness can flow into what you do and thus through you into this world. Three modalities in which you can align your life with the creative power of the universe. Modality means the underlying energy frequency that flows into what you do and connects your actions with the awakened consciousness that is emerging into this world. What you do 
will be dysfunctional and of the ego unless it arises out of one of these three modalities. They may change during the course of a day, although one of them may be dominant during a certain stage in your life. Each modality is appropriate to certain situations. The modalities of awakened doing are acceptance, enjoyment and enthusiasm. Each one represents a certain vibrational frequency of consciousness. You need to be vigilant to make sure that one of them operates whenever you are engaged in doing anything at all, from the most simple task to the most complex. If you are not in the state of either acceptance, enjoyment or enthusiasm, look closely and you will find that you are creating suffering for yourself and others. The next title is of this passage is Acceptance. Whatever you cannot enjoy doing, you can at least accept that this is what you have to do. Acceptance means for now this is what this situation, this moment, requires me to do, and so I do it willingly. We already spoke at length about the importance of inner acceptance of what happens, and acceptance of what you have to do is just another aspect of it. For example, you probably won't be able to enjoy changing the flat tyre on your car at night in the middle of nowhere and in pouring rain, let alone be enthusiastic about it, but you can bring acceptance to it. Performing an action in a state of acceptance means you are at peace while you do it. That peace is a subtle energy vibration which then flows into what you do. On the surface, acceptance looks like a passive state, but in reality it is active and creative because it brings something entirely new into this world. That peace, that subtle energy vibration is consciousness and one of the ways in which it enters this world is through surrendered action, one aspect of which is acceptance.
if you can neither enjoy or bring acceptance to what you do, stop. Otherwise, you are not taking responsibility for the only thing you can really take responsibility for, which also happens to be one thing that really matters, your state of consciousness. And if you are not taking responsibility for your state of consciousness, you are not taking responsibility for life. Enjoyment The peace that comes with surrendered action turns to a sense of aliveness when you actually enjoy what you are doing. Enjoyment is the second modality of awakened doing. On the new earth, enjoyment will replace wanting as the motivating power behind people's actions. Wanting arises from the ego's delusion that you are a separate fragment that is disconnected from the power that lies behind all creation. Through enjoyment, you link into that universal creative power itself. When you make the present moment, instead of past and future, the focal point of your life, your ability to enjoy what you do and with it the quality of your life increases dramatically. Joy is the dynamic aspect of being. When the creative power of the universe becomes conscious of itself, it manifests as joy. You don't have to wait for something meaningful to come into your life so that you can finally enjoy what you do. There is more meaning in joy than you will ever need. The waiting to start living syndrome is one of the most common delusions of the universe of the unconscious state. Expansion and positive change on the outer level is much more likely to come into your life if you can enjoy what you are doing already instead of waiting for some change so that you can start enjoying what you do. Don't ask your mind for permission to enjoy what you do. All you will get is plenty of reasons why you can't enjoy it. Not now, the mind will say. Can't you see I'm busy? There's no time. Maybe tomorrow you can start enjoying. That tomorrow will never come unless you begin enjoying what you are doing now. When you say, 
I enjoy doing this or that. It is really a misperception. It makes it appear that the joy comes from what you do, but that is not the case. Joy does not come from what you do. It flows into what you do and thus into this world from deep within you. The misperception that joy comes from what you do is normal and it is also dangerous because it creates the belief that joy is something that can be derived from something else, such as an activity or thing. You then look to the world to bring you joy, happiness, but it cannot do that. This is why many people live in constant frustration. The world is not giving them what they think they need. Then what is the relationship between something that you do and a state of joy? You will enjoy any activity in which you are fully present, any activity that is not just a means to an end. It isn't the action you perform that you really enjoy, but the deep sense of aliveness that flows into it. That aliveness is one with who you are. This means that when you enjoy doing something, you are really experiencing the joy of being in its dynamic aspect. That's why anything you enjoy doing connects you with the power behind all creation. Here is a spiritual practice that will bring empowerment and creative expansion into your life. Make a list of a number of everyday routine activities that you perform frequently. Include activities that you may consider uninteresting, boring, tedious, irritating or stressful. But don't include anything that you hate or detest doing. That's a case either for acceptance or for stopping what you do. The list may include travelling to and from work, buying groceries, doing your laundry, or anything that you find tedious or stressful in your daily work. Then, whenever you are engaged in those activities, let them be a vehicle for alertness. Be absolutely present in what you do and sense the alert, alive stillness within you in the background of the activity. You will soon find that what you do in such a state of heightened awareness, instead of being stressful, tedious 
or irritating is actually becoming enjoyable. To be more precise, what you are enjoying is not really the outward action but the inner dimension of consciousness that flows into the action. This is finding the joy of being in what you are doing. If you feel your life lacks significance or is too stressful or tedious, it is because you haven't brought that dimension into your life yet. Being conscious in what you do has not yet become your main aim. The new earth arises as more and more people discover that their main purpose in life is to bring the light of consciousness into this world and so use whatever they do as a vehicle for consciousness. The joy of being is the joy of being conscious. Awakened consciousness then takes over from ego and begins to run your life. You may then find that an activity that you have been engaged in for a long time naturally begins to expand into something much bigger when it becomes empowered by consciousness. Some of those people who, through creative action, enrich the lives of many others, simply do what they enjoy doing most without wanting to achieve or become anything through that activity. They may be musicians, artists, writers, scientists, teachers or builders, or they may bring into manifestation new social or business structures, enlightened businesses. Sometimes for a few, few years their sphere of influence remains small and then it can happen that suddenly or gradually a wave of creative empowerment flows into what they do and their activity expands beyond anything they could have imagined and touches countless others. In addition to enjoyment, an intensity is now added to what they do and with it comes a creativity that goes beyond anything an ordinary human could accomplish. But don't let it go to your head because up there because up there is where a remnant of ego may be hiding. You are still an ordinary human. What is extraordinary is what comes through you into this world. But that essence you share with all but that essence you share with all beings.
the 14th century Persian poet and Sufi master Hafiz expresses this truth beautifully. I am a hole in a flute that the Christ's breath moves through. Listen to this music. Enthusiasm Then there is another way of creative manifestation that may come to those who remain true to their inner purpose of awakening. Suddenly, one day, they know what their outer purpose is. They have a great vision, a goal, and from then on they work toward implementing that goal. Their goal or vision is usually connected in some way to something that on a smaller scale they are doing and enjoy doing already. This is where the third modality of awakened doing arises, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm means there is deep enjoyment in what you do, plus the added element of a goal or a vision that you work toward. When you add a goal to the enjoyment of what you do, the energy field or vibrational frequency changes. A certain degree of what we may call, of what we might call, structural tension is now added to enjoyment, and so it turns into enthusiasm. At the height of creative activity, fueled by enthusiasm, there will be enormous intensity and energy behind what you do. You will feel like an arrow that is moving toward the target and enjoying the journey. To an onlooker, it may, t it may appear that you are under stress, but the intensity of enthusiasm has nothing to do with stress. When you want to arrive at your goal more than you want to be doing what you are doing, you become stressed. The balance between enjoyment and structural tension is lost, and the latter has won. When there is stress, it is usually a sign that the ego has returned and you are cutting yourself off from the creative power of the universe. Instead, there is only the force and strain of egoic wanting, and so you have to struggle and work hard to make it. Stress always diminishes both the quality and effectiveness of what you do under its influence. There is also a strong link between stress and negative emotions such as anxiety and anger. It is toxic to the body and is now becoming recognised 
as one of the main causes of the so-called degenerative diseases such as cancer and heart disease. Unlike stress, enthusiasm has a high energy frequency and so resonates with the creative power of the universe. This is why Ralph Waldo Emerson said that nothing great has ever been achieved without enthusiasm. The word enthusiasm comes from ancient Greek en and phios meaning God and the related word en <laughs> I can pronounce this Enthusiasm means to be possessed by a god. With enthusiasm, you will find that you don't have to do it all by yourself. In fact, there is nothing of significance that you can do by yourself. Sustained enthusiasm brings into existence a wave of creative energy. And all you have to do is then all you have to do then is ride the wave. Enthusiasm brings an enormous empowerment into what you do, so that all those who have not accessed that power would look upon your achievements in awe and may equate them with who you are. You, however, know the truth that Jesus pointed to when he said, I can, of my own self, do nothing. Unlike egoic wanting, which creates opposition in direct proportion to the intensity of its wanting, enthusiasm never opposes. It is non-confrontational. Its activity does not create winners and losers. It is based on inclusion, not exclusion, of others. It does not need to use and manipulate people because it is the power of creation itself and so does not need to take energy from some secondary source. The ego's wanting always tries to take some to take from something or someone. Enthusiasm gives out of its own abundance. When enthusiasm encounters obstacles in the form of adverse situations or uncooperative people, it never attacks but walks around them or by yielding or embracing turns the opposing energy into a helpful one, the foe into a friend. Enthusiasm and the ego cannot coexist. One implies the absent, the absence of the other. Enthusiasm knows where it is going, but at the same time it is deeply at one with the present moment, the source of its aliveness, its joy, 
and its power. Enthusiasm wants nothing because it lacks nothing. It is at one with life and no matter how dynamic the enthusiasm inspired activities are, you don't lose yourself in them. And there remains always a still but intensely alive space at the centre of the wheel, a core of peace in the midst of activity that is both the source of all and untouched by it all. Through enthusiasm you enter into full alignment with the outgoing creative principle of the universe but without identifying with its creations, that is to say, without ego. Where there is no identification, there is no attachment, one of the great sources of suffering. Once a wave of creative energy has passed, structural tension diminishes again, and joy in what you are doing remains. Nobody can live in enthusiasm all the time. A new wave of creative energy may come later and lead to renewed enthusiasm. When the return movement toward the dissolution of form sets in, enthusiasm no longer serves you. Enthusiasm belongs to the outgoing cycle of life. It is only through surrender that you can align yourself with the return movement, the journey home. To sum up, enjoyment of what you are doing, combined with a goal or vision that you work toward, becomes enthusiasm. Even though you have a goal, what you are doing in the present moment needs to remain the focal point of your attention, otherwise you will fall out of alignment with universal purpose. Make sure your vision or goal is not an inflated image of yourself and therefore a concealed form of ego such as wanting to become a movie star, a famous writer or a wealthy entrepreneur. Also make sure your goal is not focused on having this or that, such as a mansion by the sea, your own company or $10 million in the bank. An enlarged image of yourself or a vision of yourself having this or that are all static goals and therefore don't empower you. Instead, make sure your goals are dynamic, that is to say, point toward an activity that you are engaged in and through which you are connected to other human beings as well as to the whole. 
Instead of seeing yourself as a famous actor and writer and so on, see yourself inspiring countless people with your work and enriching their lives. Feel how that activity enriches or deepens not only your life but that of countless others. Feel yourself being an opening through which energy flows from the unmanifested source of all life through you for the benefit of all. All this implies that your goal or vision is then already a reality within you on the level of mind and of feeling. Enthusiasm is the power that transfers the mental blueprint into the physical dimension. That is the creative use of mind and that is why there is no wanting involved. You cannot manifest what you want. You can only manifest what you already have. You may get what you want through hard work and stress, but that is not the way of the new earth. Jesus gave the key to the creative use of mind and to the conscious manifestation of form when he said, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So that brings us to the, the end of that passage. And I wanted to sort of complete the three passages that describe the, each of the modalities of awakened doing and and that'll be something that I'll certainly go back to read again and and again it seems like there was a a sort of a huge sort of expansion on on what I was sharing at the start of the episode another one of those where the passage almost reflected on what I was sharing without me knowing what what was what was ahead what I was about to read so and that sort of filter the awakened of action there as Eckhart has greatly expanded upon the three modalities of awakened doing and noting if if neither of those modalities are are currently happening then to stop the doing thank you for joining me for this episode i wish you well and i'll speak to you again very soon take care